does people plus food service plus conversation equal? The Food Service for Thought podcast. Produced by Forbes Heaver and Wallace and hosted by Carrie Clements and Justin Oliveras, the bi-monthly podcast connects the food service industry through in-depth conversations with chefs, restaurant equipment suppliers, food service establishment owners, and so many others that make up our wonderful industry. If you like food, people, and great conversation, we think you will enjoy the Food Service for Thought podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Food Service for Thought podcast. I am here today with Carrie, and Carrie, we are bringing the thunder on today's episode. What do you have to say about that? I just cannot wait. I'm good. I'm here to observe your majestic interview skills with Lee. This is, this is the equivalent <laughs> of me calling calling an ISO play in basketball in the NBA. Just everybody get clear out to the other end of the court. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Lee, welcome in. Lee Hunzinger, pizza extraordinaire. Uh, we are so excited to have you, uh, and we'll talk more about that why. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah, th- thank you so much for having me. Uh, tremendous honor. Anytime I get to talk about pizza uh, and, 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 you know, the industry, it's uh, or any morning that I can, it's, it's a really good morning. So uh, thank you. All right, we're going to get started right here with our amuse-bouche questions, which are a couple of questions that we just ask everyone on the front end just to sort of loosen us up and get us in the right food frame of mind. So the first question is, what is the dish you most often cook for the people that you love? So, uh, I mean, a lot of people, if, I, if we do have people over, uh, I will make pizza. Uh, I'll make a pan pizza, Sicilian. I do like cooking a lot of other things uh, besides pizza at home myself, too. So sometimes we'll do, uh, if we have company, I, I like making ribs at home. Uh, that's just the thing. I love them. Slow and low, go. right? Uh, yep. So, so uh, but it, it is always pizza, and like people ask, do you ever get sick of it? You know, and it's. Uh, I started when I was 13, and I'm going to be 50 this year. So there was a lot of pizza in between those years, <laughs> and I do not get sick of it. I, I still love it. Uh, I crave it. If I don't have it for a day, I still crave it. So, uh, is it safe to say then that if you were a food, you would be a pizza? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. You know, I think, I mean, most people, people that know me when they think of me and, and even like people outside of the pizza industry, uh, they call me Pizza Lee, you know, and, and they don't even know that I have an Instagram that's Pizza Lee. And This third question okay. is probably going to be the same answer then, right? What's, what's your go-to food when you're sad, mad, or, or not having a great day? So maybe a better way to phrase it, is there something besides pizza that would be a, considered a go-to food for you if it's like... I'm just having a you know crappy day. I'm tired. I'm not feeling well. I just want to have a nice something good to eat. And if it's not pizza, what would that be for you? Chinese food. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you notice there's no pause there. My wife isn't crazy about Chinese food for some reason. Like she likes it, but she's not like. And I could eat it every day. Uh, I just I, I love I love Chinese food. You know, something about those flavors and the vegetables and, and all the proteins. And, uh, you know, back in New York, uh, I ate a lot of Chinese food. And, uh, 
you know, growing up, I was always a chubby kid, and 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 uh, when my parents bought a little pizzeria, it was like Christmas, you know, uh, in July. <laughs> I remember it was the end of the school year, and they were like, "Hey, we're buying a little pizzeria," and I was like, "Oh my goodness, you know, unlimited pizza, tap soda. I mean, you you name it." But we had we actually had a Chinese little takeout place that was directly next door, and it was a small pizza place uh, about a mile from my house, right? But. Uh, I mean, my love of Chinese food really started when it was directly next door and, and we could work, work the barter. You know, I would go over there with a couple of slices and we would trade for egg rolls and uh, I thought that was just about the best thing in the world, you know, and uh, just a lot, a lot of Chinese food, so. That's, that's awesome. And one of the things that Carrie and I wanted to talk to you about was your uh, sort of journey to pizza. And I, I didn't know that it started with your parents owning a pizza place. So can you kind of give us a, a very brief rundown of sort of your history or journey with pizza? And then we'll talk a little bit about some of your, your, your resume here with uh, some of your accolades and everything. Uh, what kind of pizza was the, the pizza that your parents had the shop? And talk a little bit about your, your journey to where you are now. All right. Thanks. That's a great question, Justin. Uh, so, I mean, I, I, like I was saying, I started when I was 13. It wasn't like, hey, I want to make pizza now. It was uh, my parents, you know, found out later on that my dad had gotten laid off. So uh, it's actually not a happy story <laughs> because it, I wish I knew what I, what I do right now. My parents were together at the time. Dad got laid off and... Uh, the way he, he says it is like I, I was going to buy a pizzeria or an ice cream shop. And he didn't know anything about pizza all right, or the industry or anything like that. Uh, this was in the 80s as well. So uh, it was at a time, I think it's a lot different than now, by the way. But like the, the cost of the ingredients to make pizza were a lot cheaper back then. So at any rate, he chose a, a pizza place, and it was the place that I would walk up to from my house and get a slice with my friends. Uh, it was real close to where we lived as well. It was a small little strip mall uh, shopping center. But that's really where I, where I started. And, like, I, I would go, I played a lot of sports at that time. I, I think I was in ninth grade. So I was playing football, basketball, and baseball. And when I was done with practices, uh, I was going to the pizzeria, and I would help with dishes, and every once in a while, they would let me make a pizza, and my pies were horrible, but they would let me make one. Uh, and I, that was like the highlight of my day, you know? I would, everybody from the front would kind of clear out, and I liked being by myself, and uh, I just liked, and then, and then I wanted people to eat it. God only knows what, it, I mean, I'd love to see what it looked like now if I had a picture of it, but uh, horrible, horrible pizzas. But I remember, like, I wanted people to eat it, and when they said it was good, like, I, I enjoyed that feeling, I liked, that people liked my food. Uh, I, there's a similar satisfaction that I get e even now, you know, and it, it's, it's, it's I, I enjoy being creative and making food and pizza, okay? And uh, But when people enjoy it, uh, there's not a better feeling in the world for me. It's, it's seeing the smile on their face and uh, I don't know, that, that wanted, that made me want, I had a very addictive personality and I wanted more of that, you know, so I always wanted to, you know, as I progressed in the business, I was never really a pizza man. We had the pizzeria for about five years. Uh, the parents divorced about six months after we had it. Like I said, it's not a not a happy story per se, but it's it's what got me where I am today. And uh, parents divorced. Mom ran the store for about four years by herself. Uh, you know, we had a pizza guy, and and we would help out when we could as well. But uh, 
like I said, didn't make a lot of money. Uh, there were some really tough times. And uh, I, wish, I wish I knew what I know now uh, back then because I would have been able to save things, you know, and I was young. So, but uh, my mother uh, would make pizza during the days and she would hold down lunch by herself uh, in the restaurant. Sometimes she would have a server there, but she made pizza. Uh, my, both of my brothers, uh, they're both, uh, I have an older brother, Scott, and a younger brother, Glenn. Uh, they both make pizza. Now they have wood-fired ovens at their houses, actually. They're successful CPAs. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the only crazy guy that actually made pizza uh, a living, Did it? decided to do it for a living. I uh, did some college and played a little baseball and did that thing, but uh, eventually gravitated back into the restaurant industry uh, because I loved it so much. So, uh, you know, amidst the bad times, a lot of great memories uh, of, of that pizzeria and you know, some of my friends will bring it up even now. Uh, you know, how much they love going up there and, and seeing where I am now. And they remember where I was back then, you know, and, and Deer Park, Long Island as well. So kind of central Long Island. Didn't pick that up uh, in your accent at all, Lee. No, no. It's, uh, you know, some people mistake it for a Texas, uh, East, East Texas, no less. Southern yeah. draw. You know, yeah. My accent is so bad. Even my like my boss sometimes he's like I I, I mean I don't understand what you're saying like because of my slang and, and and all of it. Ten years in Texas and uh, I I haven't lost any of it to say the least. You know my my mentor is a guy named uh, I call him Uncle Joe. It's Uncle Joe's Pizzeria. It's in Hampton Bay's uh, New York. A lot of people ask me they like, you know is is he your uncle and and if you're if you're out in Hampton Bay's uh, on Long Island, he's everybody's uncle. Anybody that comes in the restaurant, hey, Uncle Joe, everybody calls him Uncle Joe. Uh, guys, uh, I mean, besides talent uh, in, in, in from pizza, I mean, this guy taught me very old school. Uncle Joe's 80 years old, and he's still at his restaurant every day. I mean, he drives his car to Restaurant Depot uh, to save a buck. Real old school. He's like, you can save 10 cents a pound on his cheese. He's driving uh, 30 miles to a restaurant depot and load his car up with cheese. So, is that where you learn the different styles of pizzas and and what makes them different? Or actually, if you could just speak about that, like, you know, give us Pizza 101. um, What are the kinds of pizzas? So that that that's kind of where all that started. Like we, we were making pizza at my mother's place, uh, uh, the restaurant Terry's Pizza. It was called. Uh, we were doing round pies. You know, and, and it's funny. Back in back in the the mid '80s, it was at this point. There was none of this chicken and, and all these funky pizzas that were around. People ask what kind of pizza I'm, I mean, I made pizza because back home it wasn't called New York style pizza. I was in New York already. <laughs> there weren't yeah. any wood fired places. There was none of this Detroit style or, or any of that. And even in New York, you know, uh, uh, every place was by the slice. So you can always get slices everywhere, which isn't too popular out here in Texas. But they didn't make any of these crazy pizzas. It was very simple. The New York uh, counter used to be uh, a round regular cheese pie, a Sicilian pizza. And uh, and they started making what was called a white pizza, but it wasn't, you know, it was brand new. It was like no sauce on it, white pizza. It was just mozzarella regatta, uh, you know, a little bit of garlic and oil, some Parmesan cheese. Uh, even that pizza has evolved a lot. Uh, everybody kind of makes a white pie now, but that's all that would be on a counter. And if you wanted something special, you, they would put your toppings on, but it wasn't like it is now. And you go to New York, if, if you go in the rice, right slice shop, they might have 30, 40 different 
style pizzas on that counter. Once I started getting pretty good at making pizza, okay, uh, I started getting into making all the, the crazy combos on the pies and, and pushing the envelope a little bit, making pies that, that people really weren't making, uh, even in New York, too. And I say it humbly because people thought I was crazy back then, too, but, uh, you know, I, I, I was the guy that was putting chicken on pizzas and making all these crazy, you know, on pizza what, in New York, the, by the way, too. What's the craziest pizza? The craziest pizza I've ever made? Wow, I've made some, some real crazy one. I mean, the, our meatzilla, like here at Zoli's, uh, yeah, that's a beast. is probably the craziest. I mean, it takes what, about an hour to make one. So it's, it's a stuffed pizza, meaning it has a cover on the top of it, uh, stuffed with every meat that's in-house. Uh, and then on that top cover is yet another pizza. Like I just put sauce and cheese on that cover, double pepperoni. Uh, and then on the outside of the crust is garlic knots all the way around. And it's a 20-inch pie, so there are about, you know, about 50 garlic knots kind of uh, around the pizza. And uh, it kind of developed like a, uh, a following, and people knew that it was Meatzilla Monday. Okay, we would do it on Mondays when, when we knew it was slow, and I would make three or four of them, right? So we'd have 24. We cut it into eight. Each slice weighs about two pounds. I have pictures. I, I'd have to dig to get them, but where it, it's actually <laughs> on a scale. On a scale, and you can see the scale 2.06, you know, and, and typically like a 16-pound pizza. Carrie um, and I wanted to ask you if you could kind of give a brief rundown. So I knew you originally from Cane Rosa, which is Neapolitan-style pizza. Then I knew you at Zoli's, which I guess on, on, on your website, and I guess you could classify it more as, as New York style. And then you're also doing now, which is a style of pizza that I absolutely love at Thunderbirds, which is Detroit style pizza. So there's a million different styles out there, but at a real basic level, can you sort of give us kind of the basic differences between Neapolitan style, New York style, and something like a Detroit style uh, and sort of when when you when someone says that to you, you know instantly what that means. But to the average person, they might not. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. We, we could start with uh, the wood-fired Neapolitan pizza. So Connie Rosso uh, is our concept here. That uh, it means red dog in Italian, Connie Rosso, and we actually have a, a rescue center in Carrollton. Connie Rosso uh, is wood-fired Neapolitan pizza. So, so what does that mean? Well, it's a wood-fired oven. Uh, we burn Texas oak, so it's a wood-fired oven, right? Uh, Texas oak, and uh, typically we run that at about 900 degrees. Now, when an oven's running at 900 degrees, there's gonna be some char on that crust. It's not to be confused with uh, being burnt. Uh, baking at 900 degrees, so it gives, from looking at it, you think it would be crispy because it has all this char and, and, and fresh mozzarella and everything, but yet it is actually soft. Uh, it's a softer dough. So dough typically that bakes longer is crispier. We make all of our fresh mozzarella in-house from a curd. It's uh, basically in boiling salted water. Uh, we stretch the curd out and season season it so it becomes one. That Cane Rosso pizza, so it's uh, you know double zero flour, uh, you know nice nice beautiful tomatoes. We 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 just make a pizza sauce with fresh herbs, a little bit of salt. That's it. Uh, so it's typically um, when it first comes out of the oven, we'll have a little bit of a crisp. Yes, but I mean after a minute, it kind of starts to soften up. It's just a super 
I mean, I remember the first time I tasted it and I was in love with it because it was so different from anything I had growing up. Uh, the first Neapolitan pizza that I really had, I had been making pizza for, for about 20 years at that point when I had my first wood-fired pie. So uh, there, they weren't, it simply weren't a lot of wood-fired pizzerias on Long Island. And Carrie, uh, you, you've had Neapolitan pizza before, right? Yes. And you've had Connie? No. Oh, my God. Okay. So, they're, they're, yeah. They're, they're not here yet. Okay. Well, I didn't know if you had it up here in Dallas at one time. But, yeah, the, I, I had this probably. Lee, I had Connie probably for the first time, you know, over 10 years ago. And for a five-year period, that became a weekly, almost a weekly tradition with our friends. And my wife oh my is just... You should hear her Connie. talk about it. Good yeah. I mean, Lord. it's the greatest pizza on the planet. It really is. And um, so, so, Neapolitan, a little bit softer of a crust. Uh, fast cooking pizza, more simple as far as the ingredients and as far as the toppings, right? We're not loading this up with 80 toppings and it's in and out of the oven in under two minutes. Uh, when I started working with the company and uh, when I met Jay, I met him totally by accident as well too. I kind of walked over, walked past his mobile operation that he had at the time and uh, I had never seen anything like that. So, I mean, it's kind of a funny story because I walked up and I'm like, I I've been making pizza 25 years. I I I'd never seen anything like this. He's like, you want a job? <laughs> it, was like, <laughs> it was too funny. And, you know, we exchanged numbers and I, I wound up working at an offsite event a couple of days later. Uh, but at any rate, and, and he always threw around the idea of opening a New, New York style place. Uh, so, uh, anyway, getting back to New York style, so, so when, when Zoli's first opened up, that was kind of his saying was like, if you hate Connie Rosso, you'll love Zoli's. <laughs> it was a tongue, <laughs> tongue in cheek because we were highly successful, right? But you still had some people that just didn't get it, right? And they're like, that's not pizza. Uh, so we started working on a menu for, to open up Zoli's. And uh, what Zoli's is, is uh, New York style pizza, or was, I, I called it growing up, just pizza. Uh, it was a lot more simple Just back pizza. then, but uh, it's a high gluten flour. Okay, it's a different mixer that we use, yeah. so it's a little, <laughs> lot more, a lot more friction going on with the dough. Uh, uh, it's typically the same ingredients that we put in our Connie Rosso dough, but we do add a little bit of oil to our recipe. So it's flour, water, salt, uh, yeast, and a little bit of oil. So we have that fifth ingredient in there. Uh, for Zoli's, and uh, it's typically uh, the mozzarella that I use growing up. If you bake fresh mozzarella in the oven for five, six minutes, it's gonna break down. Fresh mozzarella yep. is made to just kind of melt, not to actually cook. Uh, so this cheese is, is, is drier, okay, hence the dry aged mozzarella. Uh, and it can handle exactly that, 10, 12 minute bake. We get a really high quality uh, Galbani mozzarella we use here. Uh, I was actually just asked to be a brand ambassador with that company, so I'm super excited for that. Oh, nice. And, uh, uh, the oven we use now at Zoli's, we use, they are electric deck ovens. Uh, they have a door on the front as opposed to the wood-fired ovens, a kind of open open mouth. Uh, we bake it at our round pizzas at 650, about 650 degrees instead of the, the Neapolitan is 900, right? So. Our pies are baking for about four and a half, four, four and a half minutes, uh, so it's uh, crispier, a lot crispier, super crispy. With with Kane, you use the wood-fired ovens, and it's super high heat, and it's 90 seconds. And with a New York style, it's a deck oven, 
still mm-hmm. high heat. You said 650, yes. but it's you're hot. talking four to five minutes to cook the, to cook the pizza. Exactly. exactly. I, I, I see on that. your menu for Z- Zoli's has an Uncle Joe pizza. Yes, that's um, my homage I, to Uncle Joe. So New York style, right? We talked about uh, Neapolitan style with Kane is the, the simple stuff. That's more your margarita pizza or a couple of ingredients. New York style, you said, back in the day for you was cheese pizza or a white pie or a Sicilian pie. So when you say Sicilian pie for that, for New York style, you're not talking about the crust being different. You're talking about just the toppings that are on there. Is that right? Uh, no, it's actually, it's a pan pizza. So it's in a steel, it is a pan, pizza. Okay. steel pan and it's a thicker dough. Well, typically uh, dough that's pressed out. It's risen in the pan for about 12 hours, slow rise. And, uh, and we par bake that. So, so on the pickup, like if somebody orders one, we have this pillowy, uh, lightly cooked dough that's already set. And that, that where otherwise it would take us about 25 minutes to do it properly, uh, because it's such a thick pizza. So, uh. And Carrie, that, that Sicilian pile uh, I've had a few times at Zoli's, and that is like f- cold weather, sit there, bring it home, and just devour the whole thing in five minutes. Um, amazing pizza. So go ahead. Uh, Carrie, I, go I ahead. You got a question? I was just thinking, Justin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, can you, can you um, do all of these styles, like if we wanted to do a training or some event at our culinary lab, could you, you and chef do, or maybe Lee could be, you know, maybe talked into do like doing an example of this, each pizza in our Mara Forney oven there. Can, is that something you could do all of that in, in, in the wood fire? In the, uh, the, the, the pan Mara pizzas, Forney? the pan pizzas w- would be a little tricky. Uh, but okay. I, I can 100% show like like your round pizzas, uh, the Cane Rosso style, and if we let the oven come down to about 650, 700, uh, I can 100% do the, the Zoli's like round pies as well. And your your third concept that you guys were working on, working out of the back of the trunk at Zoli's for a while, and now it's now it's going official, is Thunderbirds. So that's a unique style of pizza, and that to me is. I, I don't know. I, every pizza is my favorite kind of pizza. Detroit style is really, really fun. It's really, it's really cool. So, can you give just a, a, a real high level for the average person? You're talk, talking to my wife. You know, hey, this is what Thunderbird. This is the kind of pizza you should expect there. For sure, for sure. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, for Thunderbird pies and, and our Detroit style pizzas, uh, we try to do it the right way, with all respect to it's 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 like our New York style pizza. I mean, uh, or our Neapolitan. We want to do it with respect for the people that are doing it in Detroit and are actually originated this, right? And so we buy the the the, the proper pans, okay? And they're typically it's a two and a half inch high pan, uh, so the dough kind of rests in there about about halfway. Uh, in thickness, it's a little less than our Sicilian pizza, uh, so but it's a super light and airy dough. It's known for having what they call a frico crust. So the crust has cheese that kind of melts into the crust along the side of it, oh around around the whole perim- perimeter of the pie. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> so it's like, I mean, 
on our end, it, it, it is like the pies aren't cheap, and you'll see on the menu, like we have to charge a little more than we would for our Sicilian pizzas. And it's just simply because, I mean, you're putting cheese around the outside of the pie, it kind of costs us a little bit more to make. It's so, so good though. And, and the way we do it, it's not, we don't, we don't bake it with sauce on the pizza. We do the sauce, uh, hashtag sauce on top after it's baked. So we'll bake it, cut it, and it'll kind of go in, in Detroit uh, red top pie. That they do is, is in two stripes on, on either half of the pizza, covering it right across. And uh, we have a bunch of different combos, but the, the traditional, uh, you know, Detroit style pizza is, is exactly that. Uh, we do an eight by 10 or uh, 10 by 14. Uh, the eight by 10 is a nice little Square pie, it's cut into uh, the the, eight, the 10 by 14s are, are a bigger pie, and we actually cut them into eight. Uh, but the 8 by 10s are, are just cut into into four, right? It's one cut each direction, so you have four corner slices. And uh, growing up eating a lot of pan pizzas, the corner slice is always my favorite. So, yes, uh, yeah, if you get a pie that's that's four corners, I mean, you're winning my opinion so then for <laughs> like, dessert really good. justin for dessert then don't you have to have like the brownie that's all corners also yes mm. uh for, yeah. for dessert you go right to bed that's dessert yeah <laughs> stretchy pants so lee be before pants. before we get out of here uh i'm gonna paint a picture for us here you me carrie we're going to connie it's carrie's first time there she's got to get two pizzas what two pizzas are we sharing that Carrie has to have at Connie? Okay, I, and I know it's gonna sound crazy because we have so many cool, innovative pizzas, right? We like to stay on the cutting edge with the toppings and make all the cool things, but I think if it's her first time going, she'd have to have a margarita pizza. Uh, something, the, the simplicity of it, uh, and, 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 you know, just, just that, those beautiful tomatoes and the fresh mozzarella, some fresh basil, really good olive oil. At any rate, that, that's what I would make as the first pie. And, and if you come to Cane Rosso, you probably know about the, the honey basket. So the pie is uh, just a fresh mozzarella and basil. Uh, it has hot sobrasada, which is a spicy salami, if you would. It's cured meat, uh, red in color. It's got a little bit of heat. And, and just an incredible amount of flavor, especially when it's cooked in the uh, wood-fired oven. Uh, and then we make a, uh, a spicy bacon marmalade, not too spicy, uh, sweet, salty, all those, all those uh, good things uh, in, in a flavor profile. And then we actually finish it with habanero honey, so we make a spicy honey that it's finished with. So. Um, Lee, that is, uh, that, I think that really kind of wraps up everything. Really appreciate you walking us through that. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much. I know you and I have been, been, uh, coworkers at, at one time and we've known each other on and off for, for about 10 years, uh, just working in the, in the industry. So, um, you're well-respected, well, well-deserved. You guys make great pizzas over there. And thank you so much for, uh, for just allowing us to, to geek out and talk pizza with you. Yeah. And, uh, what a, what as an you awesome, can tell, like... an awesome time. Once I start talking about pizza, I, I, I don't stop. It, it, hits, it hits a chord. And Thank you for listening to the Food Service for Thought podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. And a big shout out to Forbes, Heaver, and Wallace and everyone on the team for producing the first ever Food Service Rep-driven podcast. 
please subscribe, rate, and review. Oh, and go eat out at your local restaurant or grab some takeout or delivery, even if you are just in the mood for some apps or dessert. Every bite helps.